In this story about a precious object, kindness and relationships are key. Carmel O'Sullivan describes pieces of jewelry that she now wears in a completely different way. Here's Carmel. My special, precious possession came to me in 1973. My fiancé Dale and I went together to purchase an engagement ring. We were to be married in a few months. It was a special thrill, but daunting to spend so much of his funds in one hit. I was drawn to this ring as soon as the jeweller brought it out of the tray. The one that became mine had a central diamond, it was less than a carat, surrounded by eight tiny diamond chips set in the end of eight protruding petals. I was thrilled and excited to wear this beautiful creation. I wore it with pride and happily showed it to anyone who took an interest. So, after a few weeks, we had been invited to an event held at a farm some way out in the country. We had fun and danced, and were sitting around drinking, talking and eating, perched on some fairly sturdy hay bales, that served as seating for the occasion. But the horror hit me next morning, not because of any hangover, but because when I looked at my left hand, that lovely diamond ring was missing. That was one pit of the stomach moment when I recalled the possibility of this thing coming loose and dropping to the floor of the farm building where we had spent the evening. Dale called the farmer and asked if we could return to look for the ring. And of course that fellow agreed right away. So we drove back to the property, sad and ready for the disappointment of never seeing that ring again. And yet, holding a little hope. It was with total gratitude and delight that when we arrived for the search, that lovely farmer had already swept up the floor of the barn, sifted the small bits out and burned the remainder to miraculously find the ring within the ash that was left. What a joy. If I remember, all we could offer in thanks was a tat's ticket. Now, bringing the story forward in time to the early 90s, Dale and I have parted ways and that ring, along with the gold wedding band, was tucked in a drawer somewhere. By this time I was hanging out with my future second husband, so I called Dale and offered to go halves with him when I hooked the diamond ring and the gold wedding band. His reply was that I should keep the money for myself because that had been a gift to me from him. Well. After that, I decided to have the golden diamonds remodelled rather than to sell them. The diamond chips were set in a ring that I no longer wear because it doesn't fit over my arthritic joints. And by the way, only seven of the eight chips were considered worthy to set in that ring. But what happened to the solitaire diamond, you might ask? This became the new object that I renamed my divorce pendant and has become my most precious position. I gave the jeweller my own design for resetting 
And I admit it was based on a rather lovely Thai pin that I had seen at that time. The simplicity and beauty of that design had impressed me, so I borrowed aspects of it. The diamond is now bezel set in a vertical bar of gold, a little off centre and quite low down on the bar. I wear it every day held in place on a fine gauge choker. My new husband, well not so new, 25 years we've been married, has no objection. This most precious of my possessions is only still with me because of the kindness and generosity of my first husband and the diligent search skills of one brilliant farmer. Bless them both. What a beautiful story from Carmel O'Sullivan uh, with her story about a divorce pendant. Thanks to Carrie Dell for sound engineering on that piece. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.